Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week, between splitting a series at home and a particular LSU tweet, I'm not really sure if I understand what the word home means anymore. <laughs> well, if you yeah. ever listen to Chris Daughtry's classic masterpiece, I'm Going Home, you'd know. Would I? No, that's a terrible song. But yeah, it was rough. Okay. It, it was a, it was a rough week for La Tech baseball, and a rough week for our legendary alumnus. Uh, well, a rough week on all of us because one of our <laughs> you can't say much of a rough week when you get paid yeah. two point five million dollars to go somewhere. Yeah, was not a rough week for Kim Mulkey, but it was a rough week for the La Tech faithful watching one of their own abandon Baylor to go to a rival in-state school in Louisiana. I don't think they see it that way, but yeah. No, no, they don't see yeah. it that way at all. But I mean, well, academically, well, we're not really rivals, but still, she went to the bi- she went to the big house. Look, so Kim Mulkey was never going to come back to Tech. We all know that. I mean, Tech's women's basketball budget is nowhere near to pay her salary. Clearly, sure. Um, the thing that ticked yeah, I don't me think off, we have enough money. I don't think we have enough money to to pay her for all those masks she keeps throwing away. Yeah, we do not have Jeez. enough money to afford the janitor to follow her around habitually picking up the masks. Uh, the, th- the thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was that LSU she was coming home. And yeah. to me, uh, no, okay, so she's from Tickball, which is near Hammond. So, she's not know, even like, from there. She's from California. Is that true? She was born in California and moved okay. to Louisiana. Well, well, she was raised in Fall, which is a small town outside Hammond, which is within like an hour of Badge at the worst, if not closer. And so that's what they're going for. I understand some people, like if I moved to Badge, I'm from Slidell. I'm not from Baton Rouge, but if, if I was saying like, oh yeah, I'm going back home, you know, like I would do that. But like in the context of college athletics, though, your home is where you primarily, you know, where you got your start, right? I, I felt like that anyway, so... Kim Mulkey played at Tech. She coached at Tech for 15 years. She won a national title as a coach and as a pair. Won three national titles, I think, or maybe just two. I'm not sure when she, she... won. Uh, she, no, won she was two. on the team in 82. I'm not sure about 81. Uh, she was on that team, too. I'm pretty sure. But only one so, of those counts as an NCAA one. And Mulkey, I'm pretty sure, was on a... Uh, she was a coach for the 88 team that won. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we all know what happened and we don't need to go into that. Uh, in do we not? Time, but, uh, you know, it, it just was kind of like, really, she's she's going, quote, home because well, she has institutional affiliation with LSU whatsoever until now. Right. So I, I don't it seemed and weird. Evan, you and I both grew up closer to LSU and Tulane and Southeastern and and Southern Miss. We, we were closer to yeah. there than we were to Tech. But if we became coaches and there was a tweet about us coming home to coach, it wouldn't be about <laughs> going to any of those schools. It would be about tech. Right. Right. And, and that was my problem with I, I argued on Fox earlier this morning on Monday about, you know, he was like, oh, you're reading too much into it. And I'm like, no, because if if somebody like Shaq came to coach at tech, no one would say <laughs> Shaq is coming home. Right? No one would no. say that because that doesn't no. make any sense. Shaq has no affiliation with tech. And so to me, that that's the same kind of kind of statement about Kim Mulkey. Like, uh, great, you got you got her. She's a great coach, right? She built her from nothing and won two, three national titles. I don't even know. I think, I think it's, three. Three. it's three. It's three. Yeah, in, in 20 years. I mean, literally, they were in last place. 
oh, in the Big horrible. 12 and they sucked at women's basketball when she went there. And within five years, they won a national title. So like, thanks Dan Renault. Yeah. Anyway, that's probably enough about this, but she didn't go home. She went to LSU, right? I mean, let's, let's ask I, Chris I really Daughtry. She went home, she answered a phone call, <laughs> and then she went to Baton Rouge. Yes. <laughs> Damn. As someone who's she, moving between places right now, I have a hard time saying which one is home. It's like, oh yeah, let's go home. Let's pick she, this up. Okay, wait, which one? She let's go took, home, pick this she, up, and then go home. Yeah. She took the call. And then we're going to fly and, home in a couple weeks to go see some tech baseball. There you go. She took the call and accepted the job in the tech. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just while flipping everyone off that was in there at the time yeah no, well, and she, i think i think to be fair to everybody involved, i think she's let bygones be bygone there was a time when she, she was has. coming back to tech but well, now she she's came. come back for like alum alum events and you know like well she went honored the team and stuff she came back so a couple of years ago she came back a few years ago and uh she said in the interview i read it today she said it she said, this is home. So that just <laughs> makes the tweet even worse because I can pull that from the interview. It's in text. It's written where she said, this is home. So fuck you, LSU, but whatever. Yeah, when they, okay, they're, that's, they're gonna that's win, the bottom line. They're going to win like two natties and I'm going to be really sad and life will go on. Yeah, I guess I'll be a UConn fan now. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kim Mulkey, after she's done pillaging LSU for money, and she's in her 60s and geriatric. She'll just be like, $2. I'll $5 million dollars at yeah. a time. Yeah. She'll just go back to La Tech for a huge pay cut just to go back. And maybe we can squeeze a sweet 16 appearance out of it. But that's wishful. I can thinking. give her $2.5 to do it. I can't really afford <laughs> a million, but I can do the rest of it. Refinance yeah, my house it, for Kim Mulkey's salary. And speaking of things that are quite not what we expected, uh, Marshall, this baseball series, was not how we thought it would go, a two-and-two split that started off fine enough but didn't really end that way. Won the first two games, lost the last two games. I'm a little confused right now if I'm a Tech Baseball fan, and I am. So I am confused. It was extremely disappointing. In the games that we won, I shouldn't say we. I don't play for the team anymore. But uh, (laughs) I... (laughs) In the games that the they show. won, yes, there you go. In the games that they won, they didn't really look that convincing even when they were winning. No, and I mean, even the score, even the score of game two is a little bit misleading. Uh, or not mislead, as we did win 11-4, to four, but both of these games needed late game heroics or, you know, both of the games we won were, like you said, not pretty. We were, I was expecting to come out and win, you know, like like Warren Nolan said, like 10-2 to two and stuff like that, but that's just not the way these these games went yeah i kind of thought that one one of these games would be like a close one run come from behind kind of thing but i thought that would be the thing we'd use to avoid the sweep not the first game of the series <laughs> and then only go a little uphill and then very quickly downhill because early in game one jonathan fincher was really struggling with his own sorry matt you're on the show so i have to say jonathan pitcher thank really you struggled with the zone early <laughs> but he eventually did find his groove especially in the third, fourth, and fifth innings with giving up no hits in that time period. But Tech only scored three runs through the first three, thanks in part to a two-run home run by George Corona. So Tech was up 3-1 to one going into the seventh, and neither team had scored in a bit. Uh, Fincher left, led off the inning, giving up a single, a double, and then a walk. 
and then bases are loaded now. Kyle Griffin comes in the game, gives up a sack fly that lets Marshall score a run. Now the lead is only one. Uh, then Landon Tompkins comes in, who is maybe Burroughs listened to the show and just loves Landon Tompkins as much as I did because <laughs> it felt like he comes in every game now. He did come in and get two other outs, but then the eighth with Tompkins still on the mound, Marshall is able to come up with a little bit of a rally, add another run, and tie the game with a solo shot home run. But Tekkens is right back in the bottom of the eighth to score that winning run with a leadoff first pitch home run with Par- by Parker Bates, and that's the decider right there. Tech wins by a final score of four to three. Yeah, so even that is kind of like, man, we we struggled a little bit with Marshall. We let them come back late in the game, and it was the bullpen that kind of let them do that. I mean, I know the the bases loaded situation in the seventh was uh, on Fincher, I think, or sorry, pitcher. Thank Um, you. (laughs) But still, it was one of those situations where you're like, man, this game we won, but wasn't pretty, you know, and I'll, I'll take ugly wins, but it was kind of a bad sign, I think, for the rest of the weekend. I would almost say it's more on coaching than on Pincher, Fitcher, whatever, because Fincher <laughs> ended up with 118 pitches thrown. Hmm. Uh, so in that seventh inning, he gives up a single on the first pitch, throws four pitches or five pitches to the second guy, and then that la- the the walk does extend a bit with a foul ball. It's a full count by the time he gets pulled, but he's still at around a hundred pitches when he gets pulled, when he gets put back in there for the seventh inning. Yeah. He's been mm-hmm. doing well, but he gave up a double the last inning. And I, I, I think he's done here. Marshall only scores one run that inning, but the bullpen comes in in the seventh inning when it's a little too, too late. You have the bases loaded, giving up one run. There is an absolute win. And that's what, what Griffin does, he throws three pitches and then gets pulled for Tompkins because, again, I think Burroughs just loves him as much as I do. <laughs> and and that's why this game is as close as it is. But really, this game is as close as it is because of the hitting. Looking at the top of the order, Young's, Young, Wells, and Bates only had one hit each. And that's not great coming from those guys. Yeah, I yeah. guess we just all underestimated how incredible Marshall is. Their bullpen came in with an 11 ERA. <laughs> They're starting uh, yeah. with a four to five ERA. This then, was not a great pitching team. This was just a bad batting that's, experience. That I'm right with you. And that happens. That's and, baseball, as they always say. And that's one of the things, too, that like it felt like if we, you know, got their bullpen, you know, chased the starters early, we would start hitting. And that didn't really happen except for in game two of this series. Yeah. And that game two started a little weird too because on the mound to start the game was Jarrett Worf, who's usually our Sunday starter. It's a little weird. Um Dave Nitz mentioned it a few times over the broadcast. The usual second day guy, Ryan Jennings, his brother got married on Saturday in Fort Worth. And so <laughs> or San Antonio, sorry. So he flew to San Antonio, was part of the wedding, flew back that night. It was kind of funny listening on Sunday when he did eventually pitch. On the pregame interview with Nitz, Burroughs was talking about how he didn't even know if Jennings had made it back or not. Apparently, Jennings and Worf are roommates, and Worf had told him that morning that Jennings had made it back around 11 p.m. So the the, <laughs> man, uh, the coach was just like, okay, yeah, so I guess he's here. Yeah, he's pitching today. Um, but we'll get to game <laughs> wow. four in a second, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting way to... the hell was our plan if he didn't make it back? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I've, Nathan's got some eligibility left. <laughs> 
I think we all have some eligibility left. Yeah. We have to enroll first. I can throw a 12 light year an hour <laughs> fastball. It might kill the catcher and some of the fans behind them, but if it gets us that natty, it's worth it. Exactly. But yeah, that's a crazy set of circumstances. Yeah, and and in this game too as well, Marshall scores their first run in the second inning. Tech is already up 2 nothing by this point in the second game. And the first run is a solo shot that wasn't shown because the video feed was still at commercial <laughs> on Kusa.tv. Thanks, Kusa. Oh, God. I'm, I'm okay with Kusa TV as a format, as a whatever. It, I don't know how much money it makes over ESPN Plus or what the costs are associated Billions. with But what I'm worried about <laughs> is that we do these. Co- what we used to do is we just showed the feed when we would go to commercial. There was no cut to a graphic or anything, or, or there's no commercials anyway. So we just keep it on the game shot. So even if the radio was still at commercial or whatever, you would at least get to see it. But now we go to a graphic showing the uniform combination for that day, which is not something we didn't already know having been watching the game. And then we sometimes miss things that are happening. And I'm upset yeah. about it. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh considering that we have to pay like if it was like a free facebook broadcast or something okay you can't really complain that much but i'd still complain we're i are paying more we're paying what double the price of espn plus for this come on yeah and it's not even in the disney plus bundle it's not disney plus hulu <laughs> espn plus and kusa tv we have to pay for this separately <laughs> i will just take kusa tv over hulu and espn plus really no that's disappointing though that you guys missed out on that did it come back uh like right after he crossed home plate or it it came back right around that time of course i was and nitz was talking about how yeah it was a good swing or whatever and wait what happened okay (laughs) but just as unbelievable as kusa tv missing an entire run being scored tech's bottom of the fifth was also kind of unbelievable compared to how the rest of this weekend went Marshall was winning four to two at this point in the fifth inning and the second game. And after yeah, well, seven in a game, out, yeah, seven so in a game too. things were not looking all that great for the Bulldogs. Even in game two, this felt like when we were kind of lucky to win, even though we did end up scoring this huge bottom of the fifth inning uh, after uh, Wells grounds out Bates singles, Garcia singles, McConnell singles, Corona doubles, Matilia singles. Whew. Finally, some pitching changes, Brantley homers. <laughs> and then we have two outs. So at that point, we're up eight to four. Yeah, yeah, that's this inning by itself is kind of how I thought the entire series would go. Yeah, honestly, it felt like, OK, finally, we decided to show up. But and I guess that was was that their bullpen or was that their starter that we were destroying like that? See, In the fifth inning, when it started, it was their starter, Raymond Pacella, mm. who ends this night with four, four and a third innings pitched, seven earned runs. Ugh. I mean, it's what we expected out of the guy. Not not to say he's a much better pitcher than I am, but we, <laughs> we expected my... to be able to hit. <laughs> yes, years, we get it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this Marshall pitching staff was not their highlight, was not the best part of this team. And we thought we could score 11 runs on average per game against them. And this was the only time all weekend we were able to do it. Yeah, I mean, it felt like this Marshall team was a lot worse than the Rice team. We put up 46 runs in four games on the road. Is that what, it? Three weeks ago? Something like that, um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Two weeks ago. Last week was Southern Miss, and the week before that was Rice. Okay, well. So 
So we are not even that far removed from putting up those numbers against the Owls. Okay, except now we're in a position where we have lost the first position in the CUSA division we're in, which sucks. I think that's true. Didn't Southern Miss lose? Did they I lose? See how Southern Miss did on Sunday. Yeah, I think we're still a half game up on them. Oh, well, that's... But still, I mean, Southern Miss, it would have been nice to t- gain some traction over them. And then in the polls that we'll talk about in a second, we're not the highest-ranked CUSA team anymore in the Division One baseball rankings. But at the intermission on Saturday, Tech has won two of their first two games. I mean, both of them were not as good as we had hoped, and the Saturday game was kind of the baseline for what we thought was the worst-case scenario going in. I mean... I'm not happy right now going into the Saturday late game, game three, but I'm at least understanding of, okay, well, we can turn it around. We can do something here. And in this game, the score was right, but the teams that had that score was wrong. (laughs) Tech loses 11 to five. Yeah, but what makes it worse is that, I mean, it's it's a low scoring game up through the sixth, and then Tech has a big bottom of the sixth to go up five to two on a, uh, on a Taylor Young three run homer and man oh my god this so the top of the seven it's just a nightmare i mean baseball like i said last week either on air or not i don't remember but baseball is a sport where you don't you don't get to change sides after you get you know whooped for a little while no you still have to get those three outs no matter what so it it doesn't matter if you know the other team goes and puts up a touchdown on you right like you don't just get the ball back on the kickoff that's not how this sport works yeah you can't even really kneel it out you just have to keep (laughs) throwing pitchers in there until the game is over stop stop he's he's already dead yeah you might want to save that for a little bit because this gets kind of bad and by kind of i mean very and the seventh inning the pitcher that starts off here is landon tompkins oh good yeah (laughs) Um, your boy my boy immediately gives up in the seventh inning a double, a single, a single. He gets replaced with Kyle Krieger. Krieger gives up a fielder's choice that uh, gets the out at third base, but now there's runners on first and second. Then a walk. Krieger gets pulled for Kyle Griffin. Kyle Griffin, five pitches later, gives up a grand slam home run. Awesome. The Schaefer. <sighs> okay, Nathan, you need a breather. Let me let me tap in here because we're not even halfway through the sinning yet. <laughs> okay yeah i need let me get some gatorade real quick yeah so griffin brought to you by gatorade g2 fruit punch griffin throws five pitches and gives up the grand slam so he gets yanked for (laughs) paulus who promptly walks a guy and then gives up a single then he gets pulled for ellis who immediately gives up a triple so that's two more runs now it's nine to five if you lost track of where we're at or Um, if you love the dolly parton musical yes indeed um then he then he throws a wild pitch so another run scores so now it's 10-5 then he gives up a double no more run oh score on that God. one so, so good job uh then <laughs> good job he gets yanked up a double then he gets yanked for martinez who gets a strikeout but right. gets on base due to a throwing error by right. the catcher and a run scores on that one too so even when we do th- right we do things wrong and uh third strike rule i mean and everyone died then then finally martinez gets another strikeout uh on three straight pitches so that's nice and then that's one pitch not dropped by the catcher yeah (sighs) yeah one pitch later gets a fly out from the last guy so i don't know how long that 
inning took, but it was nine runs, seven hits, one error um, for Tech. And when we were up by three going into literally just needing three outs to win the win the game and the series, by the way. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Tech yep. loses this game by six after that disastrous seventh inning. And when we had started talking, when I was kind of putting together the, the notes, at least kind of in my head, I was originally thinking the title of this episode could be one bad inning because I kind of thought we'd win the game on Sunday and the series would have been a three, one split because of one bad inning because yeah, yeah. Tech more or less may have deserved to win the first two games. I mean, they were closer than they should have been. Marshall had a shot, but if it weren't, if they had won on Sunday, we could have said, well, it's a three, one split because of this one bad inning mm-hmm. and, and boy, howdy, was it a bad inning, but it was also <laughs> one inning. Yeah, you can excuse and that one inning. Sometimes, you know, what's harder to excuse is to come back out on Sunday and then lose by five. Yeah, and uh, and that game we didn't lead the whole time. I mean, we we just flat out got beat. It just wasn't good. Yeah, Ryan Bye. Jennings apparently, according to Dave Nitz, is a home run giver upper. I don't think that was his <laughs> words, but I'll it was something close to that. He apparently gives up a lot of home runs. This is something I probably should build a tool for to look at, but. He, he gives up a solo shot in the second inning, gives up a two-run home run in the fifth inning. Nice. Uh, is he still pitching in the sixth? I hope not. Yes, he's pitching the sixth <laughs> and seventh. So in the sixth inning, he gives up another home run. <laughs> How could you not so still up- be in looking at the bullpen's performance from the previous day? I mean, we took like five pitchers to get three outs. Yeah, but I mean, in this game, at least Landon Tompkins doesn't get used for a third time in four in three days. <laughs> But yeah, what a disaster. But even then, I mean, so when Kyle Krieger gets taken out, not Kyle Krieger, excuse me, when Ryan Jennings gets taken out after seven innings, Marshall has four runs and Tech has two. Yeah, four runs to give up to an opponent is not ideal, but the pitching has not been the strength of this team all year. It's the ability yeah. to score 11 plus runs in most games that's been the biggest deal of them all. And we scored two through seven and then didn't score any in the eighth or ninth. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I think, I think it was Ben on the forums was he was talking about how, you know, tech is like a top 20 offense and a top 50 pitching staff. So like, we kind of know where the strength is of this team. And this weekend, the bats just didn't show up, which is really, that really hasn't happened across a four game stretch like this. And of course we won one game 11 to four or whatever. So they showed up that one inning, but it was weird. You know, we, we weren't getting hits from the players that we're used to getting hits from consistently. This is a Sonny Dykes baseball team. We can score runs or points, but we can't do anything to stop the other team from doing it. Maybe not that (laughs) drastic, but this is a team that they win by outscoring their opponent, not by holding their opponent scoreless. I mean, we also have a shutouts too, though. So that's not a yeah, Sunday yeah. type thing. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. I see where you're but, going now. But the team isn't designed that way. The team is designed to get hits and get runs and get points and, and yay. And when the pitching does well, that helps out the offense when they don't have their best stuff. But the pitching was par for the course this weekend, minus the game where we gave up 11 runs. But... And I guess seven's a little more than we usually give up too, but the offense needs to make this a closer game than it was. So I'm, yeah. if we're blaming anything on the split series, I'm 99% attributing it to the offense and to the bats. Agreed. Uh, but luckily, 
Things looked very doomsday y late Sunday, I would say. Uh, Matt, you said you were on oh, some of the man. forums and things were just blowing up and yeah, probably caused that... a fire. Skip Holtz about it. Yeah, yeah, well, luckily, Skip has learned and gotten the BBB blocked off his IP. So I think he'll be all right. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, there were, I mean, no one was asking anyone to fire anybody, which is a first uh, for the BBB. But there was just a lot of doom and gloom, mostly centered around the fact that this is reminiscent of years past in other athletics or other sports in our athletics, like football in 2012 or what have you, where we have a really good team, but we are getting close to the point of the season where you have to really show up to prove that you're really the best and we're falling flat. Now, when this when we lost two in a row it hurt really badly. I was like, well, damn, that sucks. But it's baseball. Tech can't win every single game, and they can't uh, always just put up a fight. I mean, there's going to be games where you just don't have it. And these last two games, I'd argue that all four of them technically didn't have it, but squeaked out with a couple of games. And I don't think that this is symbolic of where the team is headed going forward. But as far as the BBB goes, they seem to think that the conference is lost any chance of hosting a super regional is lost and we don't deserve to even host the conference tournament. And it's, <laughs> that it's, was already decided. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was so nothing to do with, we could right. host it even if they did. Right. But the thing is they were saying that <laughs> cancel oh, the baseball program. Exactly. They're so bad. We are so bad now. We don't even deserve to host it. So that's who you're dealing with here. People that don't have any rhyme or reason to what they're arguing. Yeah. And like I, and so my, my point from all this is this isn't symbolic of where the team is headed. I think brighter days are ahead. Yeah. So, I, I mean, look, it, it was a bad week and it shows that we can lose games to, to bad opponents, which is not a good thing, right? I don't feel good about it. But football um, has prepared me for this over the years. <laughs> yeah. That and, we also have series coming up against teams that aren't very good either to where if we bounce right back and sweep MTSU on the road this week, then okay, um, I'll, I'll just forget about this series, you know? And I think the weirdest thing is what happened with the rankings. And that was very surprising to, to me because I wasn't out there posting on the BBB under a pseudonym, (laughs) you know, talking about doom and gloom, but I thought, I thought we'd for sure fall pretty far in the polls because I'm used to like tech getting overhyped sometimes and then, okay, it was a bad series or, or we didn't even lose the series, but we split with a bad team. Like, okay, we'll fall back down to earth, right? We'll be like number 24 now or something. But like what was weird, and I think Nathan, you're about to talk about this, is that that really didn't happen because it like we actually earned enough respect to like have an off week and not plummet in the polls, which is a weird feeling that hasn't really happened to us before in any of the sports that we follow, you know? Yeah. So to go through those polls very quickly, D one baseball has us down two slots from number 14 to number 16. Yeah. That guy fucking very loves much. us. That guy yeah. loves us. Kendall Rogers is a big fan of ours. I've always appreciated Kendall Rogers ability to, even when it's not about tech to kind of look past the name brandness of the university that is playing baseball. It doesn't really matter yeah. if you're Alabama even though they're not the biggest baseball school, but it seems to be if you're a Walmart brand, a lot of polls will rank you higher than non-Walmart brands. And <laughs> yeah. that's not been the case for Kendall Rogers. And I really appreciate that. Thanks, Kendall um, Rogers. Yeah, it benefits tech, but it also just appeases me. Oh, we he should may call live him. if I we ever should... become 
supreme dictator. We should call him Kenny Rogers and call him the gambler. <laughs> should we? Because he doesn't know when to fold him. He knows when to hold him. Know when Jeez. to walk away. Yeah, I think um, it's good at gaining walks. I guess that's our trend. Remember that? Um, you yeah, tried. I, yeah, I did try. Baseball America has us up one slot from number 19 to number 18. <laughs> you can't explain that. Did, did they <laughs> did they watch? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> like what? what? Kenny, Ro- <laughs> Kenny Rogers sent them a threatening text. Because <laughs> he's got our back. Because he knows when to fold them. No wind to walk away. I need to find that CD. Good luck. Uh, USA Today has tech down three slots from number 15 to number 18. RPI is probably the biggest mover of them all and the one that's able to be found out before we actually play the games. So that's why there was a lot more doom and gloom. RPI fell from number 8 to number 27. Oof. Well, we would have fallen regardless by playing Marshall because of how strength of schedule ranks into RPI stuff. There was actually some hope by some people that we would actually have a rain out of a game or two just so we could avoid playing them a game or two. <laughs> Which makes sense, I guess. It it feels like it's against the spirit of everything. But I expected, like you said, Evan, to move down to the mid-20s. Like, still be ranked, but be like 22, 23, something like that. But I I am very happy to take what we got here and just say, okay, well, we're still ranked. Everything's not okay. Yeah, exactly. But you still get Everything's higher okay. up. Yeah. <laughs> things could be better. Yes. But things aren't as awful as we may think they are after one weekend. And the way I kind of thought about it, like internally was a baseball series is like a game in football. You play a game every week, you play a series every weekend. Same kind of thing. If you sweep them, that's like you blowing them out. If you win three to one, it's like a, a close ish game that you won. A split is like a close game that one team won by a point either direction and then the reverse for like, okay, you you got swept, you got blown out kind of thing. Tech had a close series against a bad team, but how many times have a CUSA team or a Sunbelt team almost beat an SEC school or almost beat a Big 12 school or whatever? Teams are allowed to have this one bad week in football, one bad weekend in, in baseball, and as long as things look better moving forward, I think we'll be fine. Well, now that you've said that, it's over. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but they're going to make it dramatic. Yes. They're going to win a lot, get to the championship game in the championship tournament, and lose by 40 runs. 40 runs? By 40 yeah. runs? Yes. Um, hey, do y'all want to <laughs> pick right. players of the weekend, even though it was a bad weekend? Yeah. I'll start us off this week. Because you sound very ominous, Nathan. It's more I'm trying to find something that I still can't find. but <laughs> And also because I built a tool for pretty much this exact purpose to see what the batting stats were every weekend by each of Tech's batters. And uh, I'm going to give this week's Player of the Week to Hunter Wells. Not quite the highest OPS on the team this week, 1.433, which is still extraordinary. But he did have the most hits by any Bulldog with seven and his 15 at-bats, two doubles, and a triple and managed to walk in there too not that again not the best hitting by the bulldogs and hunter wells along with bates and young had not the greatest first game but he was able to hit almost half as often as he came to the plate so hunter wells is my pick well that was going to be mine too so 
Thank you yep. for summarizing it for me. I'm going Parker Bates. He hit the game-winning home run in game one, I believe. And he also had a sweet, sick bat flip in game two. So that, was a Parker very, Bates. that was a very nice bat flip. Yep. Not quite... Not quite Fernando Tatis Jr., but yeah, no, not not quite that level. But uh, four RBIs, only four hits on the weekend, which is you know he would probably consider a bad performance from him. But two of those hits were home runs, including the one game winner. So um, yeah, giving it giving it to Parker Bates. Sounds good. And this week, Tech plays Middle Tennessee. Fuck Middle Tennessee. This week. Fuck the whole school, especially the public history program. Yes. <laughs> just kidding of course uh my my other my other school um fuck that school <laughs> i have i went to one i went to a baseball series at mtsu i saw tech play them in 2015 it would have been pretty pretty good not a great ballpark or anything but I believe tech won that game i was at so that's nice that is nice Baseball is baseball. And we can't be too mad at the Blue Raiders because they did just take three out of four from UAB. Not that UAB is a threat or anything in conference. They are awful. They beat the Blazers. And that's always nice. No matter what sport, you beat the Blazers. Has Tech swept a series this season? Southern. Did we sweep USM on the road? No. Pretty damn good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And Middle Tennessee's one loss to UAB, which was this previous weekend, was a 2-4 game and seven innings. Outside of that, though, their RPI is 214. So this is another team that will probably bring us down a few pegs in RPI, regardless <laughs> if we win or lose. 10-9 and 1 in conference play. Yeah, that's right. This is the team that tied Rice in that Saturday game back in early April. That was a 9-9 tie in 12 innings. Ugh. Flip a coin at that Ties point. Ties in baseball. No, that's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing. Thanks, Manfred. Yes, thanks, I guess. <laughs> MLB commissioner for impacting the college game. Yes. Tech will play them four times like we have in previous weeks right now, unless there's a, a change due to weather. Uh, one game on Friday and one game on Sunday, both of those nine innings, and then a seven-inning doubleheader on Saturday. Both All four of these games will be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Fuck right Murfreesboro. <laughs> No, I mean, hey, you know what? Sure, it would be great. I, you know who should do the national anthem? Big Schmo. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, I haven't thought about Big Schmo in so long. I saw that guy's tour bus one time. Oh hell yeah! It had a big Smo. wrap of his face on the side of it. It oh, had Big Schmo like, in like the big uh, like gothic <laughs> text. Yeah, with, let's go, Big Schmo. It's very aggressive. Anyway, um, yeah, Murfreesboro. Uh, Let's see. Where should you go? You should go to Nashville. That's where you should go. Um, <laughs> Nashville is a hot city. Chicken. Yeah, go get some hot chicken in Nashville. I, I think I there. Can't. I mean, there's there's a, there's a couple places to eat in Murfreesboro, but we don't need to go over that. So I had asked you about a year and two months ago where was some good places to go <laughs> to check get out ice in Nashville, cream. Murfreesboro. Oh, you did. Oh, because you were gonna go. Okay, I Sorry. was gonna go a week after COVID hit. And so I uh, have yet yet to be in Murfreesboro or Nashville, but the Bulldogs will be there when they take on the Blue Raiders. And yeah, so let's talk their hitting real quick. Just to go through the tech batters real quick to give you a frame of reference, Taylor Young right now leads the Bulldogs in OPS with 1.036. Hunter Wells, Manny Garcia all also have an above one OPS. Parker Bates, Philip Matulia, Cole McConnell, and Steele Netterville, even though Steele is hurt for a bit 
all have an above 0.9 OPS. MTSU's best hitter, Hunter Sullivan, has an OPS of 0.832. <sighs> Tech has seven, at least seven, better hitters overall oh, wow. than the Blue Raiders' best hitter. So you're saying it'll be even more inexplicable when we get swept. Based on batting so, alone, probably. Yes, fantastic. So it sounds like if our bats are going, it doesn't really matter what their pitchers are doing, right? But it's, the bats weren't going last weekend, so what well, can you tell me about their pit staff? Yeah, the, the pitchers are where I'm a little more worried. They don't have the, the most excellent staff, but they, ha- they have a pretty good starting lineup. Uh, Zach Keenan is their best starter, ERA of 2.85. Uh, doesn't walk a lot of batters. Really, none of their starters look to very much. Uh, Peyton Wigginton, that's fun to say, ERA Whoa. of 2.90. Peyton Wigginton, their Wigginton. Best starter. After that, there's a bit of a drop-off. Aaron Brown is their third best with an ERA, ERA of 4.28. Their bullpen, though, their best pitcher is also their probably most used, and David Zaz, last name Zaz. is Z-O-Z. He has pitched 32 innings and given up an ERA of 1.41. That's that's not okay. bad. That yeah, is pretty good. That's that's better than any tech pitcher and more innings pitched than any tech pitcher by about double when it comes to relief pitchers. Huh. Wow. They also have uh, Jaden Ham, who's pitched 10 innings and a 1.8 ERA, and Adam Link, 11 innings pitched, 2.45 ERA. And it kind of goes down from there. But especially J- David Zaz, Jaden Ham, and Adam Link are the three guys out of the bullpen I'll be most worried about facing. Jaden Ham, however, has when he do- when you do get a hit off him, 20% of the time they've been home runs. So that's pretty nice. But yeah, mm-hmm. those, that's that's who to watch on this Blue Raider team. Who have they played so far this year, Evan? Do you have that up? Um, yeah. Let's see. Um trying to see any. Let's see. They won two of three at South Alabama. South Alabama's RPI was 53 at the time. So that's pretty good. Um, bunch of like low hundreds. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else really jumps out at me. They, they won one of four at USA whose RPI was 79. Other than that, they're splitting a lot of series or playing bad teams. So that I don't really read too much into their schedule. Yeah. But that, that series win at, South Alabama was way back at the beginning of March, so that's kind of the only impressive thing I see overall. Yeah, and, and that's really what I'm seeing as well. I don't think this is the team that we, if it weren't for Marshall this past weekend, I don't think we'd be that worried about. But what I'm thinking yeah. right now is I want to see this team back on track, and this is a team that you can get back on track against. But if if we split the series, and even if we're 3-1, and one, I'm still a little worried moving forward. I think it depends how right if it's yeah that's fair if it's if it's parker bomb or <laughs> parker bomb parker Bates hitting a bomb we have in the bottom of the eight to, to win a game in game one and then the other games are all close too other than maybe an inning or two then i'm a little worried even if we win three right but if it's like okay we win three like ten to two eight one and you know five to two or something like that and then we drop one four to five okay that's fine you know whatever we can drop a game on the road it's going to be the end of the world um we'll still be ranked we'll still be in the hosting conversation so i don't know though i don't know where i'm at as far as what i i think we're going to win three of these games i'll go ahead and give my prediction now um so wait we do the predictions after softball but yeah we have to talk a little bit about <laughs> softball first 
<laughs> let me let me run through softball real quick, and then I'll pick back up with this. Uh, so the softball team. Let's see. Did they play any midweek games this week? I didn't have that up actually. This past weekend they played Grambling on. Or they lost to UL Lafayette and they beat Grambling. You want to tell us about all that? Yeah. So they they dropped a game seven nothing at ULLs ranked in the top twenty five. So you know whatever. Then they came back home to Dr. Billy Bundrick Field and beat Grambling 8-1. to one. And then also at home at Dr. Billy Bundrick Field, they won 3-4 of four against UTEP. Um, so not bad on the week, 4-2. and two. Pretty good. They, they won those games 6-4, to 2-0, to zero, and 3-2, to two, and then lost 1-1-0. One, one so um, this upcoming week, they play Tuesday at Northwestern State, who is ranked number 114 in Massey. They give us a 36% chance to win that game. Then we play uh, at home? No, at Southern Miss, who is number 126. So we have a 46% chance to win that one. So with that being said, now we can do our predictions. Massey doesn't put into context those last two UTEP games because they happened on Monday. We're recording this on Monday, and they run their stuff overnight. But I don't think those percentages will have moved too much from two projected wins over the minors. But yeah, so we have this week, we have five softball games one against Northwestern State, four against Southern Miss, and then we have four baseball games, all against Middle Tennessee. I really think we jump back and and get back in the driver's seat against Middle Tennessee. I think we sweep. I think Ooh. that we've had. I think we've had our our wake up call in terms yeah. of the team from West Virginia. We know we can't just sit back and be good. We need to know who our starting pitcher is in the game and make sure they're in the stadium before they go out on the mound on Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, we are a good team, and we've seen this in the past, and we can't afford to to have a similar experience this week. If we win three games, I think I'm happy enough, but I'm not truly happy on the inside, like the, the running down the street, crying, kind of happy, unless we sweep Middle Tennessee. Have you ever been that happy? <laughs> I, I will in two months. Ask me about it then. Gotcha. Yeah, when it comes to softball, though, I mean, Natchitoches, so, uh, Northwestern is actually probably a tougher team than Southern Miss is, but I think we beat the Demons and split the the Golden Eagles. So that's three game, three and two in softball, four and seven, zero. So seven two. and two is my projection. And I'm I'm that's exactly what I was going to take as well. You sweep. What do you think, Evan? Matt, you're going sweep as well. Yeah, I'm I'm same as Nathan. All right. Well, I'm gonna go three baseball wins. I think we'll wow. drop a game in the doubleheader. Um, wow. Trader. Look, when when have all of <laughs> our from another room also says wow. When have all of our starting pitchers put it together for an entire series? Because they didn't do it in the rice series, but the bullpen didn't fall apart. Well, and, that was, attitude, and, and the bat showed up. That's look, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna drop one of the games. One of the pitchers is gonna be off, and we don't have you know, the bullpen's not figured out and hopefully we can start to figure it out. But um I think it'll be better though. I think we'll win, you know, fairly convincingly. Um, in at least two of these games, it won't be you know late game heroics or one random. It'll just be like okay, we're we won five to zero, you know, or something like that. So I'm going to be uh, the softball team. I'll go split at USM, and yeah, yeah, I'll say they beat Northwestern and split at USM. So uh, six and three for me, I believe, is my total. Embarrassing. Well, last week we everyone on the pod predicted that we would win all of the baseball games that we did. How about so. everyone everywhere predicted? 
I'm sure yeah. the starting lineup of the Thundering Herd predicted we win all those. Games. <laughs> oh man, sheesh! Pain. All right, so that's it, right? Yeah, there's no other major sporting events happening this week, so that brings us to the tweet of the. Just kidding. There's the NFL draft that happens this weekend, starting on Thursday night. Tech has probably one prospect worth talking about in this week in this year's draft that is most likely to get picked, and that's Milton Williams, the defensive lineman, defensive end, <laughs> defensive tackle. I think NFL.com has has him as a defensive tackle right now. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about here because we just really kind of have the one guy, but I'm kind of curious. Do you want to make any like called shots about where you think he'll go, both round-wise and team-wise? I already know where he's going. Where is he going? Where's that? It's a second-round draft pick. He's going to the Cowboys. Second-round draft pick to the Cowboys. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I don't know where he's going. I have heard the Cowboys like him. Um, he can come live at, at my house in Dallas if he wants. Um, I live very close to the state right now. And when um, they beat the and when they beat the Saints in the NFC championship off his sack fumble touchdown, I expect you to greet him with a nice meal when he gets home. If the Saints are getting back to the NFC championship in the post Drew Brees era, I'm actually pretty happy right now. So I'll take that. <laughs> It'll take losing on a sack fumble touchdown. I am used to it. I'm I don't even care why. I am used to the losing in the playoffs thing. Uh, listen to the bitterness. There's no bitterness here. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know where he's going. I'd I'd probably say late second round. So if the Cowboys pick in the late second, I, I'd go with that. But one thing I did want to want to say, I'm going to tweet out tomorrow, or actually I'll just do it now so I don't forget. But send in your prediction for which pick he gets taken, and whoever gets closest, I will send you five GTPDD stickers because why not? Oh. Yeah, there's, so there's a lot on the line here. Five of these stickers I have sitting in my Which drawer. Which are retail value of five LaTeX GTPDD stickers. <laughs> yeah. Evan so will come anyway. To your, no, Evan will come to your house and pretentiously make pretentious pizza for you. Hey. Pretentious pizza. Hey. <laughs> Don't talk shit on my pizza, man. Come on now. Hey, man, I would love to have some of that pizza. That looked delicious. Thank you. Matt, you can come drink some pretentious beer while you eat my pretentious <laughs> pizza. All right. My prediction for where Milton Williams will go. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> With the 32nd pick of the 2021 NFL draft, oh. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. Oh, no. Milton Williams, defensive lineman, Louisiana Tech. I think wow. in the last pick of the first round, Milton Williams will go to the Bucks. Probably. Wow. Why not? Well, that would make me sad. It's gonna make <laughs> but happy for happy for him. I mean, good for him, but I'd be sad Patrick, as a Saints fan. It's gonna make Patrick Mahomes sad too. <laughs> Although with all all the fucking money the Chiefs have spent on their offensive line this offseason, holy hell. Maybe he but won't. Think be about sad. how sad it will be for Tom Brady in practice. All right, yeah, and this week, I don't think we have a Tweet of the Week. Uh, Y'all need to do better, I think, is the moral of this story. Yeah, (laughs) fuck you guys. (laughs) Because, yeah, nothing's really coming to mind right now, but with the NFL draft coming up, we may have some pretty good ones this week, so we'll we'll go ahead and do two next week. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. 
or head to our blog gtpdd.dog where the baseball contest is. That's gtpdd.dog slash contest. And where I had started writing on a post about the bullpen and then threw it all out after this weekend because it was going to be <laughs> kind of nice about it. And I just deleted everything from my Google Doc where I was working on it. So eventually we'll have another blog post on, but that's when this team has some sort of semblance of I talent. Want to say normalcy, but of uh, <laughs> they have that talent. They just don't Jesus. have that. <laughs> consistency was the word I was looking for. It was a little less mean. But yeah, again, the blog, gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech, please don't die. Yeah, there you go. Come up here to Raytown, BB. Go to Crown. Go to Julia. What's the name of that brewery? Crane Brewing. Crane. Crane yeah, like the mechanic, like the construction mechanical. Or like paper mache. Paper mache. I don't know, Julia, but the guy they've lost interest. Paper mache. Oh, Crane Bird. Origami. Origami. There you go. Like the Origami Crane Bird Crane Brewing. Thank you.